scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> six o'clock welcome to joke workshop here at mutiny radio.fm really excited full house comedians fully really rad stuff cool people here hanging out gonna give each other awesome comments on each other's sets we do four minute sets four minutes of critique uh it's at a minute when you hear the horn i'm sorry i'm using the horn in a play at piano fight right now so it's gonna be back next week but uh yeah, when you hear me go, it means you have a minute. You don't have to like, you just you feel what a minute feels like. And then everybody be nice. Like if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Give them a nice toasted brioche bun, a little bit of mayonnaise maybe, and then put the poop in the middle. But uh, be nice to each other because we're all here to be helpful. Take notes. Be awesome. Hey, thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. But if you can't, that's cool. You can also just uh, Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF. Um, or Venmo us money for no reason. Or our GoFundMe right now. Yay, so that we can have microphones that work and stuff. Okay, we're going to get started right now with your first comedian. Clap your hands wildly for Jeff Dean. And happiness I have known proves that it's right Because you're mine I walk the line Keep it going. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you. I uh, I went to Hawaii with my girlfriend and uh, she got stung by a jellyfish and uh, you know what they say, you gotta pee on it, right? So, needless to say, I was pretty excited. Because she never lets me do that, you know? So, uh, I was like, babe, I gotta pee on you, you know? And then she said no. Can you believe that? She, I guess she'd rather both of us be hurting. So, she Googled it, actually. She was like, it doesn't, you don't, it, actually, it's a myth that you don't even, it doesn't even work. I was like, really? You Googled it? No, that hurts even more, you know? Anyway, I went to a wedding recently, this last weekend. Um, thank you, Pete. Um, you know, weddings, when you, like, when you're, when a close friend of yours gets married, or gets married, it's like, it's a really good way to, to understand how close you really are, you know? Like you go to the wedding and they're like, no, you're not best man. You're not a groomsman. You were not invited to this wedding. Why are you here, you know? Okay, Pete, I can see. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm really bad at giving directions. I'm working on that. Uh, and I think it's because I forget. You ever give directions and someone takes a wrong turn and you're like, that's weird. He just took the wrong turn, you know? And then you really, but you're like, he's a smart guy. He'll get the next one, right? So then you keep going and then he misses another turn and you're like, that is so weird. He must know a better route to my house, you know? You're like, I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to get a new way home. And, and, he, and then he's like, let me know when I'm supposed to turn. And then you're like, oh, fuck. You know, that was, that's when the real panic sets in, you know, and then, but you're like, I don't want him to think I'm dumb, right? So your idea now is that you're going to give him directions in such a way that he's not even going to know that you're just turning around, you know, 
But the problem with that is that you are lost now. You don't know, at this point, you don't know where you are. Is anybody, you know? Okay. And then, you know, you're like, here it is, right? And uh, you get out and just walk towards whatever home. It doesn't matter which one. And then you order an Uber. Okay, well, I've been there a lot. I, um, I'm bad with cashiers. I'm working on that. You know, I never listen to them. I don't know what my problem is. Secretly, I, or I subconsciously, I guess I just don't value anything they have to say. Uh, like they'll say something and uh, I'll just be like, I know they asked a question, but I don't know. So I'll just say no, you know, and I think that's a safe bet. What could they be possibly asking? Like, do you want to join the Safeway Rewards Program? No. Do you want to donate? Absolutely not. Wow, wow. <laughs> that was good. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I say no, and then they're like, "Oh, oh, that was the light." Okay, I thought. Th <laughs> I thought this was a new sound effect we were going with. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, now I'm offended, you know? Like, do I seem like someone who's unsure of himself, you know? And then, so I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, you know? And then they ring me up and I'm like, why aren't they bagging my groceries? You know, these fucking cashiers, right? You know what I'm talking about? And then uh, I'm like, oh, I get, you know, I realize they asked me if I wanted a bag. And uh, I do, I need one real bad. Uh, so then you just, you just make two trips and just grab, you ever do that? Okay. <laughs> I'm Jeff Dean. Thank you guys. I find it very, very. Jeff Dean, the bag man, everyone, the bag man. Um, I really enjoyed your, um, peeing joke and, but I feel like there's a line that's missing about why you feel the need to pee on her. Like, I get it. Like, it's a fetish or whatever, but, like, I want to... I feel like it's just missing one little tweak that can make it, like... I'm sorry, I'm eating an edible right now, so that's why my voice sounds funny, but... Um, <laughs> if you... if you, There's got to be some, like, one-liner in there about why you want to pee on her. Mm -hmm. And then that'll, like, key okay. me into it more. A, a little bit. Just because it's like, yeah, I know everybody wants to pee on each other, blah, blah, But, like, why specifically for you right. is all. Okay, thank you. It should be. It it doesn't seem to be. Try the other one. No, neither is there an on switch, off switch. Jesus Christ, what's going on here? All right, Jeff, great stuff. Um, always been a big fan. I would just include another line about why googling it is offensive to you. You're like she not only. Or like maybe you could say like not only is she not into me like she also thinks I'm stupid or something or like something like something like that. But good stuff though. Big fan. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with those mics. What I think what we'll do is um, if when you have comments we'll we'll do them from in here so it'll be even more impersonal because <laughs> I know that microphone works. I'm sorry I didn't sound check before we started. But you're always right. fun. It's really great to see you do new stuff, too. The, uh, everything you did is like stuff I haven't heard before, and that's great. Oh, thank you. So, yay. All right, thanks. All right. Everybody, Jeff Dean, yay! <laughs>
And my music ended. Uh, all right. So let's, um, if you, when everyone has comments, just filter your way on into the studio and that I know this mic works and um, that way we won't have to fuck around with anything. Your next comedian, he doesn't fuck around. Put your hands together. It's Pete Ballmer. Yay. All right. I'm not going to fuck around. I'm just going to get right to the jokes. Uh, no, I, I'm going to fuck around a little bit. Uh, I don't like it when people take me to new restaurants that they're excited about. I think like there's a lot of pressure to enjoy yourself. People can get kind of weird about it. Uh, like I went to a restaurant with this girl recently. We were on a date and we're standing outside. The restaurant's called Brooks. And she asked me, she's like, wait a minute. Have you been here before? And I was like, no. And she goes, okay, wow. I can't wait for you to lose your Brooks genity tonight. I was like, yeah, me too. But I thought your name was Sarah. <laughs> we go inside the restaurant and we sit down. She's like, okay, what you have to know, this place is like totally known for their gumbo. And I was like, that's awesome because I don't like gumbo. And so I got the chicken sandwich. It was all right. And then afterwards we walked out and she was like, wasn't that amazing? And I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And she was like, if you got the gumbo, it would have been amazing. I was like, awesome. Uh, I'm red, green, colorblind. It doesn't, uh, it's not a big deal. It doesn't come up. It just means that red and green both kind of look like brown to me. Um, it doesn't affect my life, really. There's just like a couple weird things. Like the first time I watched the movie The Avengers, I was like, whoa, why is Mark Ruffalo wearing blackface? <laughs> He's also not speaking that great of English. This doesn't seem appropriate. Um, cool. Uh, I'm 25, uh, and I feel like 25 is the first year uh, in my life where I've gotten actually like less horny uh, than I was, which is just great, because it's, it's been too much for too long. Uh, being horny has made me do some really dumb stuff. Like back when I was in seventh grade, uh, I wanted to hot, talk to hot ladies online, uh, but they don't do that with seventh grade boys. So I made a fake Facebook profile. I found pictures of some bikini girl, made that my profile picture. I made the name Candy Victoria, because I'm like, that's, that's a hot girl name. Nobody's going to be... Everyone's going to be fooled by that. Uh, and I messaged this one girl on Facebook. Her name was Juliet. She was a real hot lady. And I was like, hey, girly, how's it going? Just playing it real cool. And she goes, uh, hey, baby, let me see those big tits. And that's when I realized that every hot girl on the Internet is a seventh grade boy. Uh, it was a good lesson to learn sooner rather than later. Um, it actually developed into a pretty beautiful friendship. So uh, real name's Jason, likes playing soccer too, and uh, we still talk. It's, it's pretty nice. Uh, the environment's been doing pretty bad. I don't know if you guys paying attention to this. It's been doing pretty bad. Uh, and I think I probably could have called that because like, they've approached the problem like, totally incorrectly. Because uh, like, it's, it's corporations account for like 70% of all the pollution and stuff. But when I was in first grade, uh, I went to school in Seattle. And the Washington State School Districts like, had a big recycling talk that they wanted all the first graders to go through, which I think is just too young, right? Like recycling, the third, like I didn't even choose my own pre-trash at that point in time. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? Be over at my friend's house, get handed a Capri Sun, and be like, can I have a biodegradable juice, please? Like, I don't know what they want me to do. Uh, the recycling guy who they had talked with us uh, came in. It was also confusing at first because he came in and he had this like jacket uh, that he made himself. Clearly, it was like made out of cardboard and like old cans. Wow, wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and at first, I saw that I didn't know about recycling. I was like, "Damn, this must be a follow-up to the to the bullying session we got earlier. We're just supposed to not make fun of this guy's stupid fucking jacket." 
It wasn't. Uh, the guy gave us all these tips on how to on how to uh, on how to be better for the environment. Like he had this one tip. He, um, he gave us all shower timers, and uh, my teacher looked at the shower timer. He's like, "Oh, it says two minutes." Yeah, that's too short for a shower. We're like, okay, yeah, none of us are going to do that then. Thanks, Teach. Uh, they, he had another one where he suggested that we all uh, buy low-flow shower heads, which is like a terrible suggestion for a first grader to execute. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to go home? Just go home like, be like, hi, Mom, could you drive to Home Depot and pay $80 to get an apparatus that'll prevent you from getting the shampoo out of your hair? The man in the trash jacket told me that this is what we have to do. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Low flow, low flow, everybody. Pete Palmer, yay! Funny stuff. If you have, oh, if you have comments, come in here because it's. I know they work. Um, I loved all your jokes. The the online stuff with the Jason punchline, I thought was super hilarious. Thank you. I put a big smiley face after that. I like that. And then I feel like with the gumbo joke, there's like um a taste shaming it isn't like fat shaming but it's like taste shaming or something there's got to be something there like i know where you're going with it but it just requires like just one extra tag a little bit of love yeah i got you did you want to say something yeah sure hi pete uh long time listener first time caller um welcome to the show thank you I think it would be funny if when you were at the restaurant, you said you said to your female friend, uh, this place is really well known for their gum. <laughs> like, instead of, yeah. Just gum. Just gum. Yeah. No, she would have been thrown for a loop if I said that. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you. I don't like gumbo, but I do. I only like gum. Oh, here's some from under the table. I like peeing on Jeff's girlfriend. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Call um, back. All right, all right. Oh, never mind. We can. Comments, other comments. <laughs> all right. Other comments. Thanks, everybody. Yay, people over yay! I'm really excited for your next comedian. I'm always excited when he's here because he is. He says things that I feel like, I feel like if family guy was like metaphoric, he is the metaphoric family guy, right? It's just random bits of information floating in and out of the ether. He picks them up and makes them jokes. Put your hands together for Dwat Mai. Thank you. I told Pancake he looks more like Peter Griffin, so he should be. The family guy. guy. Anyways, uh, hey, you guys, you guys like necessities? <laughs> oh, man. I noticed that there are uh, three basic necessities. Uh, eating, uh, sleeping, and shitting, right? Now, I, I eat by myself, but I enjoy eating with others, right? And I sleep by myself, but I... I enjoy sleeping with others. So I think I, I would never be truly happy unless I'm sitting on a toilet holding somebody's hands. Like, honey, you wanna, let's, let's finish together. <laughs> Anyways, oh, three, there's, there's uh, also three like optional necessities. You guys know about that one? Entertainment, sex, and Shitting on somebody's chest. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
You can't do the last one by yourself. <laughs> Not directly, anyways. You gotta smear it. Anyways, uh, oh yeah. Anyways, hey, I was no, you know, people wear suits and ties, right? I'm like, well, why do why do people wear ties? You know, I think it's because it kind of. It kind of evens out the muscular look that the suit gives off, right? Because the suit, you wear a suit, the shoulders are all broad, you know, and the chest opens up like, like your pecs are bursting forward and it needs more room, you know? And you see that and you go, oh man, this guy, he can, he can beat me up, you know? Then you see the tie and the table's turn, you go, yeah, but if it comes down to it, I'll just grab his tie and swing his fake ass around until his face turns blue. And, you know, this mongrel's got a choke chain on him. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'll swing you around. Anyways, those are my thoughts at the library today. <laughs> my, my friend has a food town. I like that. I like that concept of one furniture, a couch turning into like another furniture, a bed. You know, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna turn my regular stool into my. Uh, hanging from the garage rafter suicide stool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and the difference is the uh, the suicide stool is only going to have two legs. That way, it's unstable, and if I ever change my mind, it'd be more difficult. <laughs> oh no! I want to live, but I can't. Anyways, I got a friend, he, he can't admit that he's tired, you know, because he thinks that admitting that you're tired is weak, you know. And then I thought about it, I thought, oh, that's very, that's very true. Very true, because, you know, when you're sleeping, that's the easiest time to murder you. Wow, wow. Thanks, Pim. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, people like dogs, right? Or like cats. My favorite animal? Lice. <laughs> Love the lice. <laughs> you know, it's fun. You know, I let them suck my blood, and then I uh, shake my hair over my food, and then I take it back. Here's <laughs> <In> my blood. <laughs> I got my blood back. <laughs> and they're moving in my mouth. <laughs> I can feel them, because my taste buds are sensitive. <laughs> Anyways, hey, thanks for listening to my Family Guy jokes. Thanks. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like family. I meant it like as in the thoughts that float out in and out of your head in the ether are. Oh, I don't, like, no offense. No oh, offense. Okay, I'm good. just turning everything dramatic to okay, good. make it comedic. It's, yeah, you're hilarious. I love everything you do. I don't you're like the what weirdest, you just said. You're the weirdest person out there. Like, oh. I, I love it. I love nice. it. Double down. You keep doubling down on the weird, and I'm like, all right. I'm not. Try yeah. I'm trying to be less weird. <laughs> Trying to be normal, get a wife. <laughs> Toss her up in the air and forget about her. <laughs> you gotta go for some young cheerleaders <laughs> and throw them in the air. Oh, no, I'm not a no, pe I know, pedo. I know. No, I know, I know. I'm a normal guy. No, but they're, they're, but they're, they're adult cheerleaders. There's adult cheerleaders. Yeah, right. right Does right, anyone have right. any comments for Dwight? Come on in and, and talk into a microphone and say how wonderful he is. No? You don't want to? There we go. Yay! You could choose any microphone, yes. Love your stuff always, Dwight. The Suicide Stool, love that one. I just wonder if there's like a, if you were like, 
sitting in it and then you, you transform it like a transition like mm. you know you're using it as one thing and then it turns into the suicide school uh a stool as a uh, transition that's all okay thanks i'll use that and if it doesn't get any laughs i'll call you <laughs> stool is also fun because it's also poop yeah, <gasps> yeah. I'm gonna pun it up yeah i don't know i love puns i don't know how yeah, other people too. feel about that but there, pancakes is shaking his head. No puns. puns, puns. <laughs> he likes double. Wordplay is the lowest of comedic forms. I do. I disagree. The other, any other comments? Nope. You guys are quiet tonight. Quiet kids. We just don't want to walk all the way. Do you? Well, and when people are up there, because you still have a ton of time. But if you're up there, you you can ask pointed questions of the audience. You can be like, "Why didn't you laugh harder at this?" Or whatever. Do you have any pointed questions about any of your material? Um, can I have some money? <laughs> that's a good. That's a. That's the best question. Yeah. <laughs> you want an edible? You can have an edible. Oh, I've been sober for like uh, three years now. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been thirty days, but it felt it felt like three years. Sure. I won't offer you. That's all. That's all I got. All I got's an edible. Thank Anybody you. Thank you. What my? Remember, everybody, the joke workshop is what you make it. We we can all just do a regular open mic. That's cool too. We can all just be supportive and smile at each other in a room. That's nice. Clap your hands together. Your next comedian, what a joy, what a wonderment, what just a nice guy and so funny and always just so personable and wonderful. Put your hands together for James Mara. Yay! I keep my eyes wide So kind, Pam. So kind. Uh, what's up? How we feeling? Good? Bad? Whatever. Um, I'm on Lexapro because I'm uh, sad and shit. And uh, the, uh, the only reason this is relevant is because now it takes me a really, really, really long time to come. Like, a really long time. The other day, I shit you not, I jerked off for one and a half hours. I was like, I'm not leaving here <laughs> until I bust this nut. And in one and a half hours, like, I went through every sexual memory and fantasy I've ever had. So by the time... By the end, I was just meditating, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I looked at the, and then I looked at my phone, I was like, holy shit, I just jerked off for the entire length of a soccer match. Like, what the fuck? Also, Kobe died? Like, holy shit, dude. Like, the world has changed. <laughs> um, the, uh, the interesting thing about taking too long to come is, like, girls usually don't have the patience, right? So it's usually, like, they come and I don't. Uh, and I think I'm finally starting to understand what it's like to be a woman. Like, I, I'm starting to, like, now I know why y'all are so mad all the time, you know? I'm like, <laughs> like, I had sex with a girl recently, and uh, she came, because, you know, I'm pretty dope. And uh, and uh, 10 minutes later, she was like, I'm tired, and just went to sleep, you know? So then I had to quietly finish myself off on the other side of the bed, and I was just sitting there jerking off. I was like, man, fuck the patriarchy, dude. Like, this is, like, I'm a feminist now, bro. Um, and I was having sex with a girl I'm date that I'm dating, and uh, same thing happened. She came, and then she just hopped off and started playing Candy Crush. So now I'm violently jerking off to the sounds of this video game, and she was like, "Are you close?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty fucking close." And she was like, "Good. I only have one life left, so if you can just like wrap this up, that would be great." Um, here's a fun here's a fun little secret to the uh, the dudes in the audience that actually come in a normal amount of time. 
here's a fun secret, okay? For all the complaining that women do about dudes coming too fast, girls only want to fuck for about 15 minutes and then they're done. Like, am I wrong? Like, girls really only have about 15 minutes of them. And if you're if you don't come, they really don't give a fuck, dude. As long as they got theirs. Um, so, uh, so this whole time we've only been fighting over ten minutes. You know, all this all this division. Also, if you don't come, then they feel ugly, so then they're also pissed off. So basically don't come too fast, don't come too slow, make them come, open doors, order food. Anyway. Point of the story is that women complain a lot. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did 23 in me recently. You guys, you guys do that? Um, I was actually pretty nervous. I was like, because if I'm not half black, half white, like I have no material. You know, like I need a, <laughs> like, like I, like I, 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 this is like a career defining test right here. But, um, but yeah, I uh, bought the kit, uh, spit in it jizzed a little bit in it just to make sure you know what i mean i was like you just you, you got to get this and it turns out i'm 49 percent white no sorry 49.6 percent european and only 49 percent sub-saharan african and 1.4 percent undesigned so i called him i was like y'all need to run that 1.4 percent again like you need a like this, i need this right and they're like sir why is this so important i was like i just need to know if i can say nigga again you know like i just need to know like run it again um but uh there, there's more to this one. Oh, also, the, the funniest thing about 23, I don't know if you guys did it, but they send you emails like, they, they're always sending you emails like you have new DNA relatives. They're always like, you have new relatives, you know? Feels like my life has turned into like a Mari episode all of a sudden, you know what I mean? <laughs> one of the emails were just like, you are not the father. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know that was up for debate. Um, all right, that's going to be it. Thanks. Thanks. Admit Thank you. That I'm a fool James Mora, yay! Yay! And then yay! Uh, come on in if you have things to say. I loved all that stuff about women and coming. You were spot on. It was 100% amazing. I was completely on board. Hell yeah. It was very, very funny. <laughs> it was 100% very, very funny. I enjoyed it very much. Sweet. Oops, I'm giving you feedback. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What's up? Uh, What's up, man? Your opening number with the uh, hour and a half of jerking off. Yeah. Uh, you said, verb, the words you used, you were like, I'm not leaving this place until I'm done. Yeah. So that gives you a nice insertion point to literally name any awkward place to be doing that, like the bar <laughs> oh, train right, or like like somewhere that. that's very inappropriate. I like that, yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot, yeah. Um, and then also an hour and a half, you know, that's that's just tantric sex. Like, it's okay right. by yourself. Oh, is okay. <laughs> All right. And then you can maybe... If you're doing that as a whole set, you can you can go back to that one and a half when you're jizzing in the your 23andMe tube. Oh right, right, right. If you want to. Thanks. Love it. Thanks. I, I had a similar thought about uh, just heightening when you're when you're talking about how you're you're not leaving until you finish. Like uh -huh. I think you could do a lot to escalate that where you're literally like you know you're dead bolting the doors it's dark you're listening to like acdc or whatever yeah mainlining something um but it, yeah awesome set thanks man appreciate it other comments well then just clap fucking wildly thanks, for james mara yay 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 and then yay yay thanks for yay
All right. Uh, your next performer, what a lovely uh, person she is. I'm so excited to know her and hang out. And she's a witch. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rachel Pinson. Yay! I'm not a witch. I'm just a citizen of Salem. Why does everyone keep saying that? I... This isn't perfect. I lost my virginity to somebody who was on Adderall, so I thought it was normal to have sex for like two hours. I really did. I was like, 15 minutes? And then everyone else has been disappointing ever since. It's cool. Oh, man. I am. I'm super white trash Appalachian American. I am. I find it really hard to relate to people who come up here and they're like, my parents are so disappointed in me because I'm a successful teacher and I do comedy. Like, my parents are just like, well, I mean, uh, I fucked that up. But um, I spent a lot of time like hitchhiking and being homeless and being a hippie. So they're just like, you do stand up? Finally, we can tell people that you do something. Something that's not being a professional homeless person. That's awesome. <clears throat> When uh when I graduated, they were just like, "Oh my God, you graduated high school and you didn't even get pregnant? That's more than any of us ever did. Oh, that's amazing." I have a I have this Asian boyfriend, and yeah, it's true. I think he fetishizes me for being white trash, though. It's yeah, like one time he's like, "Can you say something to me, but like in a country accent?" And I was like, "Okay." I got this. <clears throat> I'm 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. <laughs> Mama didn't pay the water bill, but it's okay. We got Mountain Dew on our EBT. Grub stubs. I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately like my cousin does when he wants one of my oxies. Yeah, these are all true stories. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Okay, where was it going with that? I get talked over so much as a woman, I started doing it into a microphone. Oh. I have a really cool superpower, though. I know the next funny thing a man's going to say, and all I have to do is say it before him, just a little bit quieter. And if you don't get that joke, I'll have a man explain it to you. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Sometimes I look at pictures of myself on stage, and I'm like, damn it. What was I thinking wearing all that fat that day? Man. But then I remember that I'm a girl. It's 2020, you know? It doesn't matter if I think I'm too fat or too thin or if you think you're too tall or if you have a weird mole on your face or buck teeth or a big forehead, you will still get sexually harassed on the street. Doesn't that make you feel pretty? <laughs> like, a little bit, just a little bit. Like, no matter what you look like and who you are, there is somebody out there jacking off to a fetish porn for exactly what you look like. Wow, what wow. you look like, what you look like, what I look like, it's fine. <clears throat> yeah fuck yeah all right i got a minute left do i have any more material maybe all right we'll see how it goes oh uh, I, I you know i i came from a state that like had an abortion law that was so bad that the supreme court in the trump era overturned it they were like you can't do the heartbeat bill that's that's uh uh there's nothing there uh but 
I do realize like coming to California that people get are like really sensitive when it comes to language. Like I can't use the R word anymore. Anytime I call somebody a Republican, they get so mad, man. They get so mad. But I get it. It's because they put a retard in the White House. <laughs> All right, thanks. Rachel Pinton! I see what you did there with that retard joke at the end. That was great! Um, besides loving everything you did, I feel like... Um, your professional homeless person is hilarious and that you should maybe like write out a CV for like, or a resume, but CV is better because it's more like smarty pants. But like, I've been a professional homeless person for these years. I've look at my CV. I can, um, you know, I can cook a can of beans over a Bunsen burner and I can like all the weird homeless shit. I don't know. I've never been homeless. Crowdsource for, uh, funding. Yep, you have to come in here, Jack. I'm sorry. I didn't check. I didn't mic check before we started. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've thought about that coming up with the resume. Uh, the CV. Um, and the other one was I have many explanation points of happiness after the Mountain Dew EBT and the Oxys. <laughs> that whole true story section, that whole thing was just like killer. Thanks. Thanks, fam. Uh, which one of these is that one? Yeah. Hello? All right, perfect. Yeah, the, uh, the things that. You say to Ernest when he asks you to, that's a great bit. That's awesome. Uh, also, um, I forget which bit it was a part of, but you were talking about your your mom. I mean, I know you have two moms because I just know you, but wouldn't I think it might be funny when they were saying like, oh, you graduated high school without getting pregnant. Like that's more than we could say. And like they were gay. Oh. So that's sort of, you know, it's almost crazier. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Great stuff. Yeah, I was also thinking like, she went to college. He never graduated, but she did it. I forgot, though. Maybe that one's not funny. Credit, <laughs> credits expire after seven years. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell me those things. No, sorry, just weird facts. <laughs> uh, other, <laughs> they do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does anyone else have any other... You can also say really nice things, like about how great it was, or what you liked specifically, or... You still they're comedians. Minutes. They're not going to say nice. No, but are there... Nobody's funny but me. <laughs> is there anything you specifically want feedback on that you're like, hey, because that was there was a lot of new stuff in there. Is there anything you want to pointedly ask questions about? Oh, man. Uh, I thought about it, but I forgot everything I just said. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> so um, maybe next time. I don't know. Where, where you were cooking was the EBT stuff Thanks. in the middle with the white trash. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, clap your hands together, Rachel Pinson, yay! She's cooking with grease, <laughs> like pig grease, <laughs> lard, baby, is from this, what, I don't know what white trash people eat, uh, corn syrup? Your Fritos, yay! Isn't it funny that the word free is in there? Your next comedian, he's a very funny guy, put your hands together, he runs a bunch of shows around the city now, it's Jack Ferguson, yay! I keep my eyes wide open all the time, I keep the Hell yeah. Uh, do you guys know what Harry Potter house you're a part of? Yeah. What are you? <laughs> then why did you fucking speak up? You're like, I know the answer to the question you're asking on stage. What are you, Rick? What are you? I'm a Hufflepuff. Hell yeah. Hufflepuff? Pam's a Hufflepuff? Anybody else? Any other houses? What are you? Come on. Pancake, just let us know. Just, we're all dying to know. I'm There's, a you're a Hufflepuff too. That wasn't so hard. Is there anyone who isn't a Hufflepuff here? I sell my 
What are you? <laughs> He's not a Hufflepuff. He just doesn't want to be associated with us scum. I'm a Hufflepuff too. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I guess there's some logic to us all being in an open mic and us all being Hufflepuffs. I don't know. <laughs> Might be it. Usually when there's real audience members, though, people will be like, I'm a Ravenclaw or Slytherin. You know, there'll be other ones because people think Hufflepuff is the worst house, right? It's the one that's just all the rest, right? It's not. It's the best one. You want to know why? Because Hufflepuff is the house that fucking parties. <laughs> like, if you want to go to a college that's fun, you don't go to Stanford, you know? You go to Chico State. That's Hufflepuff, baby. <laughs> you know? The head of... People think Gryffindor's the coolest house. They're not, dude. They're fucking narcs. Gryffindors are fucking narcs. The head of the Gryffindor house is Professor McGonagall, who's the biggest hardo of all time. <laughs> the head of the Hufflepuff house is Professor Pomona Sprout, who teaches herbology, you know? <laughs> like, we're, te we're learning how to make actual magic mushrooms, you know? <laughs> That's what we're doing. How do I know that Hufflepuff's party? It's because they were never a part of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> like Harry was out killing snakes with magic or whatever, and the Hufflepuffs were passed out in the room because they did too much ketamine the night before, you know? I don't know. They gave two uh, Gryffindors a polyjuice potion, which can change you into anything that you want. And they just used it to fuck with Malfoy and then never again. If you gave two Hufflepuffs a polyjuice potion and left them alone for an hour, you'd come back to Scarlett Johansson getting fucked by Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think that, like, I rest my case, you know? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm a charitable person. I started a charity. It's called uh, Whistles for Homeless People. We give homeless people whistles um, because... You know, people don't really care about the homeless here in San Francisco, but when they can make piercing noises, people decide to start thinking about their mental health a little bit more, you know? <laughs> Do you think that joke, joke would work better if it was guns? <laughs> guns for homeless people? Does that sound like a charity? Well, you can answer when, during the feedback portion. <laughs> Whistles. Um, one of my friends told me that he was a pansexual. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? He means I'm, he said it means I'm attracted to everyone. I don't make distinctions, race, beliefs, just attracted to everyone. It's like, oh, I know what you mean, but I feel like you should specify that you're not attracted to kids. Um, cool. Uh, let's see what else. Am I the minute? Is that the, is that the horn tonight? Okay. I'll tell one more and then I'll be done. Uh... Oh, yeah. Harry Potter was a parcel tongue. You guys know what that is? It means he could talk to snakes. That's a stupid ability. Snakes aren't fucking saying anything, you know? So they don't have the ability to formulate thoughts. They're just hissing over and over. You might as well have a character who can talk to bottle caps, you know? All right, that's it. Thanks, guys. Jack Ferguson, yay! Rick and Morty disagree. There was a whole... There was a whole yeah, Rick and Morty episode too. on snakes, and they all speak that snake jazz is my new jam. I only listen to snakes. <laughs> Sorry, so snakes. I loved everything you did with the Harry Potter stuff, because I just saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child last week, because so I was like, oh my god, it's so fresh! Uh, but that was hilarious. All that Harry Potter stuff and the Hufflepuff stuff was like... 
spot on rad. Um, mental health whistles, getting into the guns is funny, especially if you can throw some facts in there, like there are 8,500 homeless people in San Francisco. And if they had guns, that's way more than the police we have. Like they could really fuck with us. Like they could really 8,500 questionably housed people could fuck our shit up. Like if we gave them, if we gave them whistles or guns, to be honest, like, yeah, yeah, they're an army. Uh, but it was, everything you did was hilarious and new and great. Tell that joke again. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, time. it's good that you're doing new stuff. Sometimes it was really work. funny and really good. Yeah, cool. Rachel, how many of you guys have seen or read Harry Potter? I have. I was gonna say, oh, okay. nerd alert! There. If yeah. you uh, revisit the first book, Sorcerer's Stone, there's a another <laughs> point of reference is that the Hufflepuff house is actually the closest to the kitchen. Maybe oh, you shit. could use that. That is, thank you. That is useful. I appreciate that because they're getting high all the time. Uh, okay. Hungry, hungry, thank hungry you. children. Everybody, clap your hands for Jack Ferguson! Yay! No one wants to be in Gryffindor. Who wants to be a leader? Fuck that shit. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. Everybody, it's Ian Bartenstein. For you, I know I'd even try to turn the tide because you're mine. I walk the line. Really digging that music. Nice work, Pam. How's everyone doing? Um, so, uh, most of you probably know that at a Jewish wedding, you step on a glass to cement the union. At a Jewish divorce, you have to glue it back together. Oh. <laughs> um, Trump, for a long time, and, and now his defense team, uh, keep calling everything that happens to him a witch hunt. And uh, that used to annoy me, but now I think there's a silver lining because now it's proof that they can actually empathize with women. I didn't think they could do that before. Um, so consumerism teaches us that uh, we should buy things to show everyone what our values are. Um, so I want woke furniture, you know, like a sectional couch isn't going to cut it. I want an intersectional couch. It, it doesn't just identify as uh, an object on which three people can sit. It also folds out into a bed. It has a little desk that comes down and through those different lenses, it can identify that there's a broader struggle by all objects that support human weight to keep us off the ground. Um, my 10-year-old cousin told me that uh, he had a crush on a girl in his grade, uh, which sounds cute until I realized that it meant he was a pedophile. Um, alternate version of, of, of that joke. Um, <laughs> This one's been burning a hole in a Google Doc for a long time. Uh, so alternate version uh, is, is that 75% of fifth graders have a crush on another fifth grader. Why is no one talking about early onset pedophilia? Um, when I drive around smaller towns than San Francisco, uh, the main people who buy billboards there are personal injury lawyers. Uh, and it's always like injured, call this number and a picture of the inevitable guy. Um, and I was wondering why therapists don't do that. They could buy up some billboards too and just have a sign that says, parents fuck you up, call this number. 
Um, so self-driving cars, uh, they're going to be these weird ethical dilemmas that have to get sorted out with self-driving cars, right? Because uh, when you're driving around, people jump in the road, cars do crazy shit. So they're going to have algorithms that create an ethical code for what happens in those tense situations. And given the direction of the technology industry, I feel very confident that they're going to figure out those complex problems with a very simple solution, which is to protect rich people at all costs. So if you buy a self-driving Tesla, you're good. Worst case, you're bowling for poor people. But if you buy yourself, a, say, a, a self-driving Nissan Altima, then you should stay out of areas where rich people could be crossing the street or, or getting in your way, like San Francisco. And if you get in an Uber pool and Mark Zuckerberg crosses the road, you're fucked. Um, wow, wow. Uh, Let's see. Uh, so we all learned how to draw a star when we were little, like this. I don't know who decided that a star looks like this. You're shaking your head. How do you draw a star? Not from the outside. <laughs> I do it all the way through. Fair, fair. <laughs> Technical point. I grant you that. Um, but we all learned to draw a star that, that has points. And I, I don't know who made that up because we've all seen the night sky. It's just a bunch of little white dots. It looks kind of like the white part of a pimple, but a little shinier. Um, I'll end there. Thanks, everyone. Yes, I'll admit. Yeah. start ending on a zit joke instead of a dick joke. And very interesting. It's great choices. Um, I... I think your intersectional joke was very funny. I think there's a strange Ikea pun that you can do at the end of it or something like that. Like there's got to be something like, especially since you talk so much about capitalism and like, I don't know, branding. I mean, obliquely you're talking about branding, but mm. I feel like you can brand that joke with some funny specifics in there. And I really enjoyed how political you were. Like you were saying some important shit and being funny at the same time. So kudos. Thank you. Uh, say things. Yay! Yeah. Thanks, Ian. That was fun. I think on the glue it back together again, there might be something else you say right after that. Like one, it's either a joke about Jewish culture or about people divorcing, but you have to glue it back together and something else that will land mm. a little harder. But I, I liked it a lot. Right on. So. Thank you. Uh, real quick, I love the term early onset pedophilia it just it just hits my ears nicely it's, it's it's funny i just feel like you can maybe develop that a little bit better or a little bit longer but that's that's the money line right there thank you you can choose either mike yeah. early onset pedophilia oh no shaking his head nope changing mic nope oh uh the, the, he was he was number seven He's in. He's he had a great set. He's in. Do you want you want to say anything super positive about a set? Anybody else? Any was, quick survey of a pedophilia joke? Either one, like passable. Totally. Yeah. Right. But early onset pedophilia is hilarious because they're fifth graders having crushes on fifth graders. So it's super funny. Like it is, you're naming what's already happening. It's just putting it through a different lens. So it's very funny. 
it's funny yeah, without we being all age gross. out of it or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely risky territory. Appreciate that. Any other comments? <gasps> Clap your hands wildly, everybody. It's Ian. Yay! <laughs> this is how the joke workshop works. We're moving right along with your next comedian. He just got engaged. We all know it because he can't stop talking about it. It's Ryan Schooley. <laughs> I keep a close watch. I don't give a fuck. I'm still talking about it. I, I've got I've got engagement jokes to work out, and goddammit, they shall be worked out here at the joke workshop. Um, yeah, man. Still engaged somehow, month and a half, going strong. <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's um getting engaged is interesting, you know? It's it's uh it's not really anything else like it. Because like you gotta surprise your girlfriend. You can't, you can't just give her the ring. You got to make it a big deal. You got to surprise her. So the whole time I'm setting this thing up, I'm, I'm doing things I would never do in a relationship built on trust. I am lying to her face. I am sneaking around behind her back. And I feel like a piece of garbage because I'm like, this is what I would do if I were cheating on my wife. This is not, this is not what people should be doing when they get engaged, you know? Honestly, though, I thought about it, like the skill transferal between proposing like having a surprising proposal and cheating on your wife is so strong that now whenever I see a guy pull off this really elaborate, amazing proposal, I'm like, that guy's a dirty fucking scoundrel. He's, <laughs> he's fucking around a little bit, you know? Like when one of my female friends gets engaged and she's like, oh my God, I never saw it coming. I'm just like, that will not be the last time you say that, actually. That's 100%. Um, he's, he's fucking other women. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I did I took it seriously, man. I took the proposal seriously. I did research. I Googled it, which was a mistake. Because I found this article called 67 Creative Ways to Propose to Your Girlfriend. And there are not 67 creative ways to propose. And the way I know is because I went halfway through the article. And the first one, you know, was like propose at a beach, classic. Second, propose for the scavenger hunt. Very good. 34 was hire clowns. That was the 34th idea for proposing to your girlfriend, which I think is a terrible idea because like, think about like the best and worst case scenario. Best case scenario, you propose to your girlfriend and you're surrounded by clowns. Worst case scenario, your girlfriend says no, you're still surrounded by clowns. That's a terrifying... The last thing I want to see when I have my heart broken is four grown men with painted on smiles. Like, that's not what I want to fucking... You have to pay those men, too. You don't get to walk away. You have to pay four clowns who just watched you get humiliated. It's a good time, guys. Um, I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. I, uh, I went home to, to visit my family recently, which is pretty dope. Um, my, my, my family... Uh, my mom has a really good... She likes to cook a lot. She's got this great recipe for gumbo. I don't know if you, you guys know what gumbo is, spicy southern soup. Uh, my mom's recipe, fucking delicious. Smells exactly like vagina. It's, it's, pretty <laughs> it's pretty upsetting, to be honest. And I'll tell you why it's upsetting. It's not the smell itself that upsets me or the fact that I'm eating it with my family. What upsets me personally is how much my dad enjoys it. That's the... <laughs> 
I have to sit there with a bowl full of pussy soup <laughs> while my dad is right next to me being like, oh my God, son, your mother's gumbo is delicious. You should eat your mother's gumbo, son. You've got a whole bowl there. Why aren't you eating any of her gumbo? Eat your mother's gumbo, son. It'll make her feel good. <laughs> All right, we, we got there. Oh, we got through it. Um, that's it for me. Close watch on this heart of mine. Yay, Ryan Schooley and his mom's gumbo. I would, I would set that, um, at first, I really, really like all the new clown tags on your joke, because I remember this joke and it's how it's been going for a while, and, but I like all the new clown tags at the end that you're still alone, surrounded by clowns, all that stuff is very funny, because cool, I remember you. that before you didn't say all that, and the skills transfer stuff is really great, um, and then at the end with the gumbo, I'd um, you're, you're definitely working it, but I don't know, more vagina puns. I, I don't know. Gumbo, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it, but gumbo is a good other, it's a strange euphemism for vagina. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anyone call their vagina a gumbo. Do you know? Like they it's call true. it a pussy or a gash. I don't Never a gumbo. Okay. Um, I just want to say great set, man. I think you should stick with it and oh, just you, stay dude. strong. And <laughs> you, should, uh, you definitely shouldn't quit. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a personal joke that I'm just trying to encourage him. Uh, <laughs> I think that you should mention the fact that you probably had your mom's gumbo before you smelled a vagina. And so the first time you smell the vagina, oh, you're like, damn, okay. your vagina smells like gumbo. You know, but, you know, stick with it. <laughs> Gumbo would be a strange superhero name for a, a vagina from space or something. I think I think it'd be funny if when you're talking about your mom's cooking, uh, you say, uh, "My mom has this really great recipe for gum." Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I actually never do it your way. Your way. That's better. a gum. Any of the podcast listeners will remember a callback. When you were talking about the proposal with the clowns, uh, the idea of like paying the clowns on commission only if the proposal is successful uh, seemed yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to pay them; you pay them on commission. Yeah. Uh, take it for what it's worth. But nice set. Oh, thank you. Pay them in drink yeah. tickets. <laughs> They're clowns, for God's sake! Like, <laughs> any other comments for Ryan Schooley? Clap your hands together, Ryan Schooley! Yay! <laughs> Moving right along here on the joke workshop. Keep taking notes and being Brazil, cool. Brazilian wax candles, they, they smell terrible. <laughs> Put them together for your next comedian, Sam Carroll. For the pilot. You guys ever wonder if suicide hotline workers get paid on commission? That's just me. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Michelle Obama wrote a book recently called uh, Becoming Michelle Obama. And I don't have a joke for that, but I think she's a narcissist for writing that book. I ran out, ran out of those little gas relief pills the other day that you take when you fart a lot. So I've just been drinking poopery and uh, make, make, my, make my fart better, make my fart smell better. Um, everywhere I go, I leave a wake of French lavender. It's like flower petals out of my asshole, like a little flower girl. Just 
down the aisle. It's unbelievable. It's great. I am for uh, not legalizing abortion for the same reason I am not for legalizing marijuana. Uh, and it's because it's cheaper. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you, you can use all the pesticides you want as long as I'm not paying taxes, you know? I don't care. Yeah. Made a girl queef while having sex with her the other day. I like to call that whoopee pushing. Yeah, it's just hot. That's all it is. Um, you know, uh, having sex with a girl with a choking fetish is, is tough when you have an aerodynamic frame like me. Um, but it, but it is easier if she has a peanut allergy. All you need is two things. You need a little jar of peanut butter and the determination to do whatever it takes. Look, I admire Kobe Bryant as a competitor. I really do. I, I admire, no, I admire him for, a, I, I admire him as a competitor. I do, I, you know, and, and it's not funny at all. This is just a serious moment. But I, I, I will say that I do think that he overreacted to LeBron passing him and scoring by attacking that helicopter pilot over the hills of Calabasas. That was not cool of him. Sorry, Jack. I'm sorry, Jack. I know you're a big sports fan, big sports. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, they say uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, which is why uh, my friend Wade, who survived his parents' abort, trying to murder him when he was like this big, he came out as a jacked baby. I kind of fucked that one up a little bit, but you get the idea. Oh, I had a, I, this one's bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a dream, uh, I had a dream this past MLK day, and I'd like to thank Dr. King for letting me sleep in. Yeah, I told you, I told you. Yeah. Oh, uh, my dad bought a boat recently. Um, make some noise if you've ever drinking water. Thank you. Good. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for listening and putting up with me. Sam Carroll. No, you're supposed to stay up there. Come on. Uh, yeah. And then the, the note I wrote is totally unintelligible. It says... I heart how you use blah, and then there's words that make no sense. So I, I'm, I'm terrible. I love everything you did. Um, <laughs> who, has, who has comments? Does anyone have a problem with the Kobe jokes happening? There are some really good ones. <laughs> who did the Kobe joke last night that was so good about Kobe and past in the same It's too sentence? soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. No. He's still going to be dead in a year. It's going to be the exact same thing. And so will his daughter. <laughs> Sorry. We have comments, Rolf Scar. Yeah. I think a lot of people like Michelle Obama for some reason. It's, you just got to... <laughs> I know, yeah. You just got to build on like why an autobiography maybe is self-centered. 
because a lot of people do them. I don't know. There's something, there's something to build out there because you're getting to something. It is sort of self-centered, but why her or is it the whole genre? He usually starts with a joke about the rock yeah. and it's he something about my the book with my father and then dreams from my father the dad when you translate that to other languages it's dreaming of my dad and so so i think what ralph's getting to is that that you did the end of a joke that you usually have a setup for didn't necessarily fly on its own so the michelle appreciate that punch at the end when you usually build it up with first dreams of my father then translated dreaming of my dad and then it's about michelle there's like a and this one was like, why are you fucking bagging on Michelle? She's a True. badass. So you can like make your audience be all mad at you because mm-hmm. most of them really like Michelle Obama. <laughs> like She's most, super likable. I, I like her in real every, life. But then that's an alt comedy thing to be like, oh, the thing that everybody likes, fuck your face, fuck yeah, that, yeah. your shit sucks. So, I mean, that's also could be where as a one-liner people might have t- taken it. I don't know. Do you have a comment? No, I know. I'm trying to be funny. That's the idea behind this. <laughs> oh, uh, real quick, don't quit. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want you to quit at this time. And uh, and also, I don't understand one part of the joke. Um, you said I have an aerodynamic frame in, in, in relation to choking uh, your girlfriend or whatever. How did that How did that tie in? I'm, I didn't I'm, I'm not smart. Well, I normally do it a little long, longer form, but the idea is that a woman with a choking fetish and a peanut allergy uh. is easier to choke because you put peanut butter on her face or something. Oh, no, like we got that stick part. Stick peanuts in her butt. What and was then, the aerodynamic frame part? Yeah. What was that I'm about? A, I, it's like because I'm skinny. I'm, it helps when I'm not wearing the hood because I look like fucking jacked when I wear this hood. But <laughs> I'm a skinny guy. I'm a, I'm a skinny guy, and the idea is choke, choking is like hard. It's like a hard thing. Oh. Oh, so you're so it's it's a comment on yourself being tiny and aerodynamic. Yes. Okay, that didn't necessarily read. Okay, now we get it. You have to explain it. Uh, other yes. other comments? Anything for Sam? Anybody? Everybody, clap wildly, Sam Carroll! Yay! 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 What letters? Kelly Evans didn't make it. I don't see him yet. I don't see his bearded wonderment here in the studio. Your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Caitlin Kay. I keep a close Right, I am wildly unprepared for this evening. <laughs> I will stay up here as long as I possibly can. Uh, this is my first open mic. Thanks. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm from bumfuck nowhere, from Minnesota. It's really cold there right now, and I'm really glad I'm here, where it's raining. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm from bumfuck nowhere, and now I understand why it's called that because bumfuck everywhere here. <laughs> but. <laughs> But <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool though. Uh, I'm friend I'm friends with some homeless people. I spent some time as a homeless person. I don't look like that right now, so it's good that I'm on a radio because maybe they'll 
buy my jokes a little bit better. Uh, no, I my friend Rachel, she's great. Uh, I can always rely on her to call her every year on her birthday. And uh, it's because she <laughs> she loves me so much. Um, no, Rachel's great. She uh, she has a hard time getting her shit together, much like myself tonight. Uh, she's uh, she's not homeless though. She doesn't claim it. She just says she really likes being outside. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Eyes wide open all the time. Yay, Caitlin! Caitlin, yay! Yay for Caitlin, her first time, hooray! Yes. Great job, Caitlin. Um, one comment, what if you were like, um, it's not homeless, it's home free, or something like that? You know, if you're like oh, trying I to like, like that. just... Yeah? I like that. Okay. Well, yeah, because, and the other thing is, um, you don't necessarily want to punch down on anybody, so you want to make sure that when you're talking about your homeless friend, Rachel, that you're somehow connecting her to yourself, like, you're the same, but you're different kind of thing, so it's not like, my fucking homeless friend's a piece of bullshit, which you weren't saying at all, but you want to be careful of that, of, like, punching Definitely. down and making it, yeah, making your comedy about set about you and not about your friend, because the audience just wants to take your your material is just a conduit for them to like you and to mm -hmm. want to see you and listen to you. Okay. So you want to make it like as narcissistic and self-centered as possible. Of course. So yeah. So like <laughs> even if, yeah, but that's okay. just a, so when you're talking about Rachel, you want to make sure you're also talking about yourself. Okay. But Thank really you. amazing for your first time. You've got stage presence. You know how to use a microphone. You chose not to touch it. You chose just to leave it in the stand. Very brave first, you know, because sometimes... Yeah, I looked you know. at some people. That was nice. <laughs> uh, other comments? Uh, looks like other comments. Okay, again, don't quit, number one. Number two, I like the bumfuck line. That was fantastic. Was it was very nicely worded. That was a really good joke. Um, and I thought, Pam, it was awesome that you had a uh, Johnny Cash song, and she looks so much like uh, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Damn. She does look like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I, I need to have a Reese Witherspoon great. joke because that's inevitable. Yeah. yeah, that was dope, dude. Uh, at this point, just get up as much as you can. And uh, yeah, really liked it. Hope you keep doing it. Thanks. Clap your hands together, everybody. It was Caitlin! <laughs> All right, Vishal hasn't made it yet. Uh, hey everybody, he is just, I, I've been, I've been hanging out with him, uh, the past couple nights and he's, you know, we're, I think we're becoming friends and it's nice. Put your hands together everybody for Pancake. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I, keep I was not expecting that. Uh, I didn't, that didn't sound anything like me, that introduction. Uh, especially the becoming friends part, uh. That just, uh, that came, came across really, really, um, my gosh, uh, I didn't, I didn't prepare. I wasn't ready. I, oh gosh, I'm having to count money in front of you. That, that should be enough. Um, uh, make your donations to Mutiny Radio through their Patreon or their, uh, please God, um, donate. So... Uh, as you can hear in my voice, I was bullied as a child. 
and I'm a Lyft driver. Uh, wow, this thing is picking up every gasp I have. It was recently Martin Luther King Day, wasn't it? You guys were hearing my thoughts. You, you heard, why isn't the audience mic'd? So, yes, there's that. I, <laughs> it seems a little too late to, to bring up the rest of that because it was a whole week ago but I had a dream. I literally had a dream that I was washing my hands in the restroom with men and women. There were dead bees in the bottom of the sink, but there's, there's more. Let me just tell you the rest of the joke. It's not really a joke, it, it actually happened. So I had this dream, I'm putting away the notebook so you all know it's real. Um, I have a notebook because I'm an actor. I don't have good memory. Also, I smoke weed. Any smoke weed users in here? Yeah, anyone, anyone raised in the Bay Area? Uh, I heard a, only two yeps. So, who's who was who's 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 from out of state? Yeah, those those are only hands. You you can hear them. There was about seven hands that went up. Two yeses for living in the bay. Seven for out of state. So, who thinks they're visiting? Who thinks they're here to stay? Who has a NorCal tattoo? Welcome. I'm the last. I'm the. I'm, I'm one of the last. Uh, we're unicorns here. I'm a Hufflepuff unicorn. How about that? Yeah. Uh, but, gosh, four minutes is not enough time. Wow! Wow! That's perfect. Uh, you know, I think you all got a sense for who I am. Uh, I'm gonna open it up to questions or comments. <laughs> Uh, I'll also be on the ballot in 2020, so um, if you want to throw your vote away, not just completely avoid the polling places, just throw your name at me. Okay. Comments, questions, please, please validate me. Validate Pancake! Yay! He's running for Hufflepuff Captain 2020. Woo! <laughs> I, I enjoyed everything you're doing tonight. I'm sorry I'm eating an edible again, so my voice is going to be really funny and strange. Um, but your personality is definitely coming through. You're super comfortable on stage. You're saying funny things. I laughed out loud multiple times. I wrote dead bees, circled it, and I have an exclamation point, so I found that very funny. <laughs> I don't know, it kind of came out of nowhere. But it was so meaningful. It was like almost like metaphorical in a dream-like way. Right. Somewhere else talk because I'm eating an edible. Some I love your name because it's my favorite breakfast. Uh, also, you're super, I like your rhythm and your cadence a lot. 
I mean, just uh, you seem super relaxed, and, and it puts everybody else at ease as well. He's a really likable guy. Yeah. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pancake! Yay! And happiness. Speaking of likable guys, uh, your next comedian up, he had a killer set last Friday at uh, Comedy Clubhouse, and I love it every time he's here as part of the festival. Clap your hands together for Rolf Scar! Yay! Hello, Johnny Cash. Hey guys, did you catch the March for Life? It was in town this week and around a lot of cities. Do you know what that is? That's where... Um, but mostly dudes and teenage boys from the suburbs come into cities to tell the government, to tell women what to do with their uteruses and their fallopian tubes and their vaginas. It's a very weird cause to have. They have a lot of other weird ideas. Like also many of them don't like the gays at all, which is strange because you could just, you know, let it go, leave it alone, live and let be. But I think the reason they're so worked up about the gays is because I think their God is gay. I think the, their Christian God is gay. Let's just look at the evidence. The guy has been around since there was a forever, right? And his whole biography, which is written by dudes, mostly about dudes, women only have bit parts or they're bad guys, never mentions a girlfriend or a wife, ever. Like, not at any point. Um, even when he wants to have a kid, a boy, of course, he's got a problem. He's got to uh, avoid the vagina. He's like, how am I going to do this? Now, normally it's an ejaculate conception, but uh, let's see. I'm going to come up with something else. Um, oh, I know. It, it'll be an immaculate conception. I'll make it immaculate. Not the immaculate collection. That's Madonna's greatest hits. It's just an immaculate collection of conception. And we're going to leave that vagina brand new right off the factory, smelling like a new car. Um, that's different than many other gods. If you read about other gods, they're constantly using their powers to have sex with everything. The Greek gods are fucking each other, fucking their siblings, their parents. They fucked the ocean. I mean, they fucked everything. And if I had superpowers, I'm pretty sure I would use that to get with a lady at some point. But no, not this god. This god avoids that. If I had new jeans, I would be like, well, maybe this will help me. I'm going to wear them all weekend. This could put me over the top. Speaking of clothes, what does he wear? Well, almost nothing. The dude's mostly naked and wearing flowing robes. Now, that's cool. I'm cool with that if you want to wear flowing robes. I'm just saying that's not helping you with your hetero case. It's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a strange outfit for a, uh, a hetero god. Also, uh, the ultimate uh, reward in Christianity, right, is to get to heaven. And what do you have to do if you get to heaven? You have to go up. You got to talk to a guy named Peter who's wearing wings. And then you have to go through the pearly gates like to think about God talking, talking to his contractor. I think he has a contractor. He's not going to do it himself and be like, okay, um, I have to keep the righteous from the wicked. And so I need uh, pearly gates to keep the wicked out and let the righteous through. And the contractor's like, okay, uh, you need some burly gates. Uh, you want some razor wire with that and uh, some turrets and a moat with sharks and alligators. And it's like, no, 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 you didn't hear what I said. Uh, I said uh, pearly gates, just regular gates, but Pearly instead. And then the contractor's like, oh, I haven't heard that one before. It's a strange request. Um, all right, put away the razor wire, fellas. Get some pearls and some, some glitter. Uh, let's go from there. That's a rough joke. 
describes wow. himself as a jealous god. Jealous god. Like he wants love all the time, a bit like a diva. Like a like a hetero god on Sundays, you'd be like, oh man, this is my day off. We just guys, there's billions of you. Will you just leave me alone? I just want to watch the game. You know, stop. I, yes, I love you too. It's fine. Just leave me alone. I don't want to hear about all your problems. And of course, to get to the ultimate reward, since you're a sinner, since the first guy ran away with a naked lady to have a snack behind a tree, you got to get down on your knees and put his body in your mouth and drink some wine. All right, so that's the end of that rough joke. Thanks very much, fam. Yay, Rob Scar, yay, and then yay. I love all your Bible stuff. I'm like, new car vagina smell. That's so great. Snack behind a tree. Super awesome. Bit parts, bad guys, all the women stuff. Super, super funny. You almost went really there on Friday. Really Really yeah. great. And like, yeah, new take, the immaculate, and then with the Madonna, you'll get such huge laughs on that Madonna joke. 100%. Feedback. It, great. it truly Other is rough. Other feedback. Yeah. People with feedback. Hey, nice set. Uh, you can maybe add on. I think there's something called the Immaculate Reception, Reception. where some oh, yeah. football player yeah, 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 yeah. caught some. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah. He's writing yeah, it down Immaculate right. Reception. That's great. Thanks. Is that when Dwight Clark caught the catch no, or something that was the Immaculate Reception? That. No. Okay. Ian has comments. I was I was so happy that you went for the Greek gods. Like <laughs> fucking the ocean was a great line, and. Uh, I was thinking, like, I think Zeus also would change into yes. thing, like, a he would swan. become he a, a swan, swan. Yes. to fuck someone. He would become like, uh, maybe even a fog or like a rain shower yes. or something. Yeah. Like, you could definitely do something with that. And uh, I was also wondering, like, what if you explored more the logistics of how a god who does not want to actually, you know, be intimate with a woman get <laughs> the semen into her? Like, is yeah. he kind of flinging it from the sky? I don't know. I'll, I'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> figure that part it's out. like it's like it's like Folsom Street Fair the people on top of the <laughs> on top of Folsom Street but yeah because they're all doing the thing from yeah Leda in the Swan I believe is that story it's yeah. a poem with that um, where Zeus comes down and, and rapes a nice lady yep. I, got, I got one thing too <laughs> I was taught in, in I was taught that the foam in the sea was actually the cum of the fucking the ocean mm. and that's what that was yeah I was I was, swear to God <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> and here comes everybody, Rolf Scar. I keep my eyes. All right. We've been like moving right along, so we still have times for comments. Um, hey, he came late, but he's here now. Clap your hands wildly for Kelly Evans. I walk the line. I put it in. I got it in. All right. You look thank, great. Nice thank jacket. Thank you. Things I won't be saying soon at all. Anyway, I'm single is my point. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's fine, I guess. I think about being single, though, is like I'm not really into one-night stands. Uh, it's not really my thing. Uh, it's just hard to have one-night stands with people for me because uh, uh, I like weird stuff, you know, I guess, that people aren't willing to do on a first date. Like, I want the person I'm having sex with to like me, you know? That's... <laughs> Just people, people don't want to do that when they don't know you, you know? Also, I'm unlikable. So that's cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, that's fine. You'll get to know me soon enough. Uh, 
Uh, you know that uh, true crime is really popular right now. Everybody, why anybody watch true crime here? Uh, we're fans. No, we're busy doing comedy. That's right. Get your reps in, you fucking pieces of shit. I'm sorry. I got really aggressively dad-like there for a moment. I'm like, yeah, work hard, or I won't respect you. Is that just my dad? Okay, that's. <laughs> We're digging deep here. Um, I was watching, I watch true crime periodically. Uh, and I was watching this one about this couple, and they ended up going on a killing spree, and I just felt really uh, jealous. Like, I was like, You found love? Like, what? Like, I can't, seriously, what the fuck, man? Like, that like, seems like so many conditions to meet to, like, find that pair, right? Like, I'm just trying to find somebody who will, like, eat with me. Like, they did that, and it was people. It was like, you know, they were cannibals. They ate people. Anyway, that was a dumb tag. I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, I had a mustache. Reese, I shaved off the rest of my beard for just a mustache. Who's a fan of mustaches? You're wrong. You're so, so wrong. All right? It's always the most fucked up person in the room. I'm just <laughs> I love you, Pam. But we're just... Yeah, well, that explains a lot. That's probably the reason why we're here. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that was mean. Uh, anyway, but I didn't think that that's the way I was going to look. Uh, plus, what's the thing? The thing is, once you shave the rest off, you're committed. Like, you, like you're like, ah, I guess I'm going to have this for at least a few weeks. You know, like, people are going to, they start to look at you differently, you know? Like, I thought I looked like a cowboy or like Chuck Norris, you know? Like, because I'm from Texas, you know, where that's where those things, they're like eating beef, you know, manly stuff like that, being constipated all the time because beef is a bad diet. Anyway. But like, like my friends uh, just kept asking me like, hey, uh, are you buying duct tape in bulk or like one at a time? Is that, it's like, fuck you, Cody. All right, you know, that's fair. That's, that's a fair point, I guess. Uh, and it's also a bad look for me too because I talk to my neighbor's kid a lot, like a lot. It's not weird. I gotta tell people, it's not weird. I smoke a lot of weed. He's got a lot of science facts. Did you know that lobsters pee out of their face? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? I will eat so much more weed to find out shit like that, you know? You can fucking get to know a third grader. Seriously. They will teach you some shit. Uh, now, some of you may be thinking, like, ah, man, you know, it's not the weird about a grown man with a mustache talking to a small child that he doesn't know. And you are dumb. That is a dumb... It's like you have not been paying attention to any of the Datelines or 2020s or any... You know, it's a real problem, especially because kids... Don't understand personal space at all. I don't wow, know. If, wow. uh, is that what we're doing now? All right. That was fucking, I was like, is there a cougar in there? Like, no double entendre. That's not what I meant. Anyway, I should have said mountain lion. Uh, anyway, but like kids are, they don't understand personal space at all. Like kids are like, like a stripper who needs to make rent. Like that is the best way. Like they are trying to get all over you. There's glitter just everywhere and they're sticky all the time for some reason. I'm like, get the Capri Sun in your mouth just or a wet nap or something. I don't know, man. Just fucking don't touch me, please, seriously. And uh, I'm like in the laundry, I'm doing my laundry one day and his mom walks in and she's like, oh, hey, good, I'm glad I caught you. Um, Do you mind not talking to my son? <laughs> What the fuck? Like, like, I'm high, so I don't know how to react to this. So I thought maybe a joke would be funny. So I'm like, ah, don't worry. Uh, he's not even that cute. <laughs> and she did not think that was funny at all. But I was like, I'm already dug in. Just keep going. And so I was like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm a comic. I like to joke around. Like, I would never kidnap a kid. Uh, but no one will ever kidnap your kid. So you're fine, you know? 
All right, that tag doesn't work now that I've reworded. Thank you very much, everyone. Very, Thank very you. Thank you. Kelly Evans, he only plays creepy on TV. <laughs> no, you really. You CCTV, don't, usually. You don't seem creepy in real life. Uh, yeah, you could definitely. Who is this? There it is. Uh, there. Yeah. Kelly could definitely be on TV. Uh, but only Aww. if you kidnap a kid. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, Me and Chris Hansen uh, are close buddies. Does, no, the, uh, does the kid have a father? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Well, maybe he could not have a father. Okay. I like where you're going. What? Why? Because you, you didn't have a father. Yeah. And Why? What? <laughs> Is this just a roast now? <laughs> Immaculate <laughs> conception. We got to go back to Just say you could relate show. to him on that level. Cool. All yeah. right. That seems like it takes it in such a different direction. I feel like that's good good feedback. What did I do to you? <laughs> I I um I loved the whole killing spree jealous cool. thing that you were doing. I thought that was super funny. And I felt like there could be more people that could be in love that you're jealous of, like yeah. the homeless people that get on the bus that have like each other's ta- new names tattooed above their eyes, and they're like, "I saved a seat for you, Irene." That or is what, adorable. Like, there's, but there's all kinds of people in the city. Yeah, that, for sure. Where you can be like, they ha- they found it, they found love, and yeah, I, yeah, here yeah. I am. Well, I was gonna take that the direction of like, how do you find out that you're both into killing people? Like you're just <laughs> the, like you're sneaking around the corner one night with a knife, and then she's there with a piano wire like ah, I was gonna eat you that's ah uh, but no I'd like your homeless direction a lot better so uh, and the oh that whole thing about the lobster pee is that what a great tag what cool. a fantastic tag thank you anyone else anyone no thank you very oh much gosh, everybody, everybody. Yeah, Kelly. check out his production coming with it's called I have a girl's name production or something girl's name productions Kelly uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking around. We have a couple comics left. I'm so glad she's back. Uh, she was on a show a couple weeks ago, and I'm just just uh, over the moon that she's back in the room. Put your hands together, everybody, for Stella Bell and Woo! Yay! Thank you so much, guys. I was ho- I was I'm glad you didn't play a song that I didn't know because I grew up in Africa, so I, I miss a lot of references. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun growing up there. We didn't have constant electricity, so watching TV kind of just like went zoop. Oh, we have no TV now. So I kind of learned how to, you know, I mastered the art of edging. So Kelly's single. I'm single too. Um, <laughs> um, but, but honestly, yeah, people have been telling me that I've been brave, you know. Um, I mean, I'm somewhat of a risk, risk taker, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm also, I think that's maybe because I'm accident prone. Um, the thing about this brave nature I have now is that I decided to get off dating apps, right? Everybody doing that? No? I'm like, let me just go back into the wild and let me figure this shit out like, you know, my parents did. You know, they met in church, so I'm not going to church. Um, but the thing about apps is that people are not direct, you know? I'm, I'm Nigerian, so I'm very frank. I just ask you these questions like, what are you looking for? Um, I'm like, are you trying to fuck? Or are you trying to like make steps to start saving on our taxes? You know, like those deductions. April's coming. Uh, these are a bunch of stuff I'm trying out. Um, so the the issue is that there's too many options. You know, I think dating apps are kind of like streaming services. You know, you you find a TV show, you you start binge watching it. You're going steady. You know, you get bored of it. You can't afford it anymore. You're like, oh, this is too PG-13, or this needs more character development. So you move on, and you're like. Yeah, I'm just gonna switch fronts over here. 
I can't really win with dating. You see, if I was gonna date a white guy, I feel like you have to be 10 years younger so we can age at the same rate. <laughs> um, and then like, and, and at, th at this point, they're like, you know, they're on TikTok and listening to Lil Xan, plus that's pedophilia, so. I mean, I mean, are there any like black female pitfalls? Okay, that's, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm not trying to start that. Um, but the thing, if, if I'm gonna date a black guy also, now 23 and me is making me paranoid that everybody could be my cousin, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this could be real. Um, another reason why I can't win at dating is my mom. You see, my mom is a pastor, and so instead of giving us the sex talk, it went something like this. Uh, children, let's pray. In Jesus' name, if any man tries to defile my children, kill him. And seen that was it. And that every day she would say that. And one day, actually, my aunt was in the room with us, and she's like, how could you say that? You know, that's going to be really traumatic their first time having sex. And my mom's like, oh, okay, seven days after, he would die. <laughs> and it's, sorry. Uh, the thing is, you know, she's really considerate. And I think that's kind of, that makes sense in a lot of my dating, you know, because I think all these people are dead at this point. So she kind of invented ghosting, you know? But now I have the IUD, you know, it's like crucifix, so God is still in me. Uh, <laughs> immaculate. Um, so speaking of murder, um, I recently went on this date where we watched a scary movie. I think it was called Hush. And it's kind of following this girl running around her house. Someone's trying to kill her. And she's trying everything. It's two hours. And she's running around getting stabbed everywhere. And she's still, you know, she's still trying to stay alive. And after, the guy's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think that was just a waste of time because I would have let him kill me, you know? And he's like, OK. And I'm like, yeah, let her live with her scars. And see, that's the thing. If I got captured, I will just pr play along. I'm like, oh my gosh, tie me up. Let's do this. It's a role of a lifetime, because I'm a lazy survivor. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, capturing, do you ever guys go camping? You guys go camping? Sure. All the white people, yeah. See, I don't go camping, because I'm, I'm black. I have a theory. I think that white people go camping to escape people of color. You know, they go there to talk about us. They're like, oh my god, are we in the clear? You know, they're like, all right, let's like send a circle, step forward if you touched our hair. We have to share a story later, you know? So um, you just kinda, <laughs> I'm gonna ask guys about that later. So let me know. I caught you guys. All right, we have time for one more joke. I smoke a lot of weed and sometimes I have some realizations, you know? Even though I feel alone, I still feel connected to everybody in this room because I think at some point, you know, we've touched each other through our cheeks in the toilet seat, you know? You're never alone. Okay, um, that's the end for me now. Stella Bellamy, yay! You're you're really great at code switching, like between um, the different voices, and I love that. Uh, whenever you do your mom voice back and forth, it's hilarious and so specific and so great, and you you really like sound great on both ends so i definitely play with that code switching thing of like one voice to the other but it was great you're really really super funny uh yeah i was gonna say something similar i was gonna say uh like accents are always funny and especially when like you have such intimate knowledge of a certain accent that can be it could be really useful for you because I imagine it's easy for you to do that, as Pam pointed out. Also, the camping joke is hilarious. I'd love uh, just sort of to like expand on that idea because I feel like there's uh, it's such a funny idea. I just it would be cool if it, it kept going, you know. And I think there's more there too. So good stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, I was gonna say the same thing about the camping. I think there's a lot of a lot of potential like scenarios that you could play out with, um, and like the more realistic sounding, the fucking better too, um, because uh, white people are racist. Cool. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was gonna say is when you're switching to the voice, uh, if you slow down a little bit, like uh, it would help a lot more because it went so fast that I don't think like you let the punchline marinate a little. You can get, a, I think you get a lot out of it if you do that. That's it. It's funny you say marinate. I didn't know why people seasoned. <laughs> Seasoning and marinating. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Stella, back it's up. We have another. It, Rolf's got a comment. Yeah, good stuff. Um, the, you, that pedophilia bit, you could, I don't know, something about Michael Jackson had to turn white before he, you know, something like that. Um, and then uh, camping, there's, you, you can play with, I agree, like there's more there and maybe black bears or something like that. You can play with that. <laughs> Glad Thanks so much, guys. Wildly, everybody. Celebrate, woo, yay! Um, I'm really excited because it looks like we have two comics left and we can actually give them comment, comments so that everybody can have comments tonight. Uh, cool. Hey, he is a soccer coach and a dad and he comes here all the time too. And he's a funny guy. Clap your hands together for Ray Khan. Yay! Because you're mine. I walk the line. Hey Pam, what's going on? Joke workshop, what's happening? How you doing? Oh my God, I'm getting older. Bye. I'm getting older. Uh, I'm feeling older. My body's breaking down little by little. I can, it's telling me I'm getting close to dying, which is inevitable, of course. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to get an erection. Yeah, you remember those? I barely remember those now. But uh, when I was a kid, I used to get an erection. It would be hard as forged steel. Just, just hard as a at a forged rod of steel and now it's more like a forged signature short squiggly and completely unconvincing my uh my wife's not convinced my wife's completely not convinced of my erection uh she uh she treats my erection like uh, she is a merchant and i'm trying to pass her a counterfeit bill oh yeah she holds it up to the light Oh, she checked it for the blue and red threads. It's not cool. God forbid it has a wrinkle in it because she makes that move where she walks it over to the granite countertop in our kitchen and she does that little anti-wrinkle move. It's just cold, man. It's not fair. Uh, she moves it from the side to side, checking for the watermark and the cereal mark and where it's been minted. Who gave her a jeweler's loop? That's not cool. Oh my God! Uh, as Pam was saying, I'm a terrible coach. Uh, I think I have a, I have a little bit too much perspective because I'm getting older and older. And uh, perspective is good sometimes, but sometimes it can bite you in the ass. Uh, one of my kids asked me, "Hey, coach. Uh, hey, real quick. Uh, are we winning?" And I'm like, "Oh no! Here it comes. Are we winning? I don't know. Are we winning? Let's check. Uh, winning. All right. Are we winning? I don't know. Are you a white American male?" Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think you're winning. You're winning. Sure. Four. Yeah, okay. Oh, I know. Are you um, Are you part of the future patriarchy in this country? Yeah? Yeah, going to run things, aren't you? You're winning. You're winning. Oh, I know. I know. I know. And a few generations ago, were my people drinking water from a rain puddle in Karachi, Pakistan? Yeah, yeah. We're winning. We're winning. All right, stop crying. Stop crying. We're winning. We're fine. I'm drinking a macchiato. We're all winning. All right, now put your cleats on and get to work. Um, any uh, natives in San Francisco? Anybody? Nobody? That's it? I'm the, I'm the only one? All right, that's fine. I'll do this by myself. Um, uh, I was born and raised in San Francisco. My friends call me from the East Coast, and they're always like, hey, uh, Ray, how do you do it, man? 
how do you how do you live in San Francisco? Aren't you afraid of earthquakes? I'm like, no, I'm not afraid of earthquakes, not at all, man. Why to be afraid of earthquakes? I'm like a little bit of an earthquake snob, as a matter of fact. I'm like a, I'm like an, a, an unbearable wine critic when it comes to earthquakes. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a seismic sommelier. Yeah, yeah. Even with the smallest of quivers, I'm like, ooh, that was a quaint regional blend. Ah, yeah. It's a 3.5 on the Richter scale, if you ask me. I'm even pronouncing Richter scale like a douchebag. Oh my God. Oh, did you get to try the 1990, 1989 Loma Prieta? Oh, did you? Did you? Wow, oh wow. God, what a tectonic delight. Uh, Mother Nature really uncorked a winner. I remember it starting out strong with bold Oakland notes and ending with a small, smooth, dry Petaluma finish. Ah, oh, yes. I didn't, even, I didn't even wake up with a headache the next day. Hand to God, that earthquake left this reviewer wanting more. That's my time, Pam. That's all I got. Thanks so much. Joke workshop ending early. Love you guys. Ray killer. Killer set. Fucking absolutely killer set. Um, you did, when you did the whole um, winning thing, I think you can throw in a tag about Charlie Sheen. Only because he uh-huh. has that thing where he's like, winning! Oh, got it. Didn't okay. he do the winning video? But it's just sure. another, you were already, it was, it was like you were talking about winning and that was the only other thing. Every, other than that, I was 100% on board. Your earthquake jokes were hilarious. Like everything you were doing was like super cool. great. Really funny and well worked. And Thank you. Yeah, Sweet. I love the earthquake stuff. I'm so glad you threw in Loma Preta. <laughs> like that's so perfect. <laughs> I think you can keep going, yeah. San Andreas, and a few other obscure faults, and just right. kind of build that out because that's great. Cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, the that's comparison great. of it to wine was great with the Petaluma finish. That all of those notes were great in that joke. You definitely. Cool. cool. It was. It was really. It was really funny, especially for people that like know wine. And it, I mean, it's just different rooms. Like, you could do that whole joke in Napa and yeah. and the whole everyone will be it'll be a five minute joke because yeah. everyone will be laughing so much just because sure. they yeah. have such a connection to it thanks with all of that cool but that cool. was yay yay just, I would you. add Charlie Sheen other than that it was a great set cool appreciate it yo clap your hands together Ray come on everyone yay well sweet we have another comedian thank you guys all for holding fast and, and hanging out and giving people comments and paying attention Clap your hands right now for Michael Satumba! I'd even try to turn the tide because you're mine. Thank you, thank you. Woo! Monday, Monday night, Monday night. Um, yeah, performing in front of comics. Nice. Um, that's the door. Somebody's coming. Coming back. All right. Awesome. Good. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, some people say I look like Manny Pacquiao if he did surfing. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what somebody said. Uh, but he's he's a big role model of mine because I'm Filipino. Um, but I'm a big fan of uh, Bruce Lee. Are you guys a big fan of Bruce Lee? Yeah, he's um, yeah, yeah, he's big. Yeah, I've been a big fan ever since I was Asian. You know, um, ever since I came out the womb. Asian in me. A lot of people say I don't look black, which I don't get, because um, I have a big dick. I'm I'm kidding. I'm Asian. Got a little dick. Got a little dick. Um, but I think it was Shakespeare or Jim Carrey that said, "Humor is found in brevity." Um, 
I think that was a Shakespeare quote or Jim Carrey. But like, brevity is in like the little things, like like my little dick. Um, <laughs> all right, that's enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. Life's good right now. Um, actually, all right, all right. Um, what was I gonna say next? Um, I forgot. Anyways, I was born in the Philippines, and I remember my first Christmas in America. Like when, when, when a man is walking through your house in the Philippines, he's usually looking for your chickens, you know. And I was just I was just downstairs. I was super excited. First Christmas in America. Like whoa. Um, and I saw this fat ass walking through the living room. I'm like whoa, dad is not that fat. Um, so I'm just. I ran upstairs. I told my mom, like, Mom, I think I think Santa Claus is looking for our chickens. I was like, what do you mean? This is, we don't have fucking chickens, Michael. Like, this isn't the Philippines. This is America, you know? So that's how I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Um, I met Black Santa, though, so. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, it's it's great. Great being in America. Um, I, go to, I go to school, go to SF State. I'm taking taking biology stuff. Um, my teacher said, like you can't make eggs after fifty. Like, but what about bacon though? Like, can can you still make bacon? Um, incomplete breakfast. Yuck. My nourishment boo. But yeah, my family lives in SoCal, and I remember the last movie we watched together was Christopher Robin. You guys watched Winnie the Pooh growing up? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good show. Um, but I just imagine if they were like in the hood, like, where you get those honeys at, Pooh? Like, where you hopping to be, Rabbit? Um, what's your pronouns, Piglet? What's up, my Tigger? Uh, let me get that fat ass, Eeyore. Um, yeah. All right. That's what I think about at night um, <laughs> when I'm watching that movie. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, you guys have roommates? Yeah, yeah, it's expensive out here, you know. One of my roommates is very religious. Wow, wow. Thank you. Um, one of my roommates is very religious. He said, Michael, if you don't believe in heaven, you're going to go to hell. And I'm like, Josh, you're gay. Like, we're still going to be roommates in hell, you know. <laughs> still split, 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 splitting rent in hell. Um, still can't suck this dick, though. Uh, so what are we having for dinner? Um, <laughs> eggs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. it's great, it's great. Um, I've been dating this girl for a while, and we went on this date the other day at Stowe Lake. And it was a very romantic spot, and the sun was like shining like this light right here. It's like red, orange, and yellow, and all the colors of the sun. And the grass is green. The grass is green. Still Lake was green. I don't know why Still Lake was green, but it was green. And I thought it was the perfect time to ask her the question. You know, um, can I bust on your face? I'm kidding. I asked her if she wanted to do anal. She said yes. And it's it's been great. It's been great. Kind of sore though, but it's been great. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Michael Satumba, ending on an anal joke, like a professional. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, oh, shit. I say with the uh, with the eggs joke, I think it just needs a little bit more setup. You know, like my professor said that women can't make eggs past 50. What about yeah. bacon? 
And then you're a full misogynist. You know, just go for it. Just fucking, you gotta, if you're gonna go that route. Um, <laughs> and then, what else? <laughs> I think with the same thing with the gay uh, roommate thing, I think it just needs a little more setup to for the punchline to hit harder. You know, like, okay. he's telling you that you're going to hell. I'll be like, hey man, remember, you're gay. So we'll both be there, <laughs> you know? Like, just a little more. Anyway, okay. that's it. Good Thank stuff. You. Oh, Chris Olsen's a comment. Yeah. I I have a I have a note and a question. Did you purposely misquote Shakespeare? Oh no! I somebody just told that to me. I thought. Brevity. Okay, because the quote is "brevity is the soul of wit." Oh okay. So just the I fact that you know. said it in a different way confused me, and I, I I just wanted to make sure I didn't know if that was your intention or like because uh-huh. to say it differently then it's confusing to the audience of like I I literally was thinking about it for a full minute. After you oh, said it. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify because that's okay. fine. But it, the quote is, brevity is the soul of wit. Okay. Um, that's cool, though. I mean, you do whatever you want. I don't care. Um, and then I, I honestly just think you need to commit more to the bits. Like like uh, Kelly oh, just right. said, like, if you want to say misogynistic things, you want to say homophobic things, you want to say whatever, just say it but commit to it and don't, like, immediately retract it. Because that, that it's just a, it, it, it's going to have a bigger impact and you're going to get a big, better reaction oh, even right. if what you're saying is offensive. Right. Like, you should just commit to it. Even on the last bit with the anal thing, like, you kind of just muttered it. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of, you know, it doesn't, it hits, I mean, it honestly just hits too soft. Like, I, I don't oh, know okay. if you're going to say something else because you're not, you're not, you're just kind of trailing off. Just make it, like, just go for it. I mean, you, if you I know you want to be, you want to be likable, but you also want to get laugh. So you got to figure out if you're going to say things like that, then just say it. Okay. Yeah, I agree Thank with you. that. You got to double down on it and believe in it. Otherwise, it's not going to, otherwise, it's just like, oh, he's just being offensive because he thinks it's cute. It's like, you just got to go hard in the paint, you know? Oh, okay. Brevity is the soul of wit. <laughs> I got an oversized clit. Oh, nice. Nice to put that in my rap. Yeah. Little dick. <laughs> Thank you. He's doubling down. He's a, he's a poet, everyone. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, that's sort of been the joke workshop. I have a tiny, I mean, no, I don't want to keep everybody here. Fuck it. Um, I just, I have a, I'm in this Muni Diaries thing soon, and I've got to tell a story, but. Uh, okay, let me, I'll just do it. I'll just do it real quick. I'll do a super quick story. Okay, here we go. Story. So I'm in this Muni Diaries show, and uh, I was in it years ago, and I won this chrome bag that I have that I love so much, but then that got stolen, and I got a replacement chrome bag. doesn't matter. But I won it because I had this story years ago, and they're doing like a best of Muni Diaries, and they're bringing me back eight years later to tell the story about how I didn't get raped because of the 22 driver. Yeah! This is a fun story. So this is before I even did stand-up comedy. This is when I used to like dance, dance, and do karaoke and shit. And I was trying to find my way in the city. And anyways, I was at El Parada, and I was drinking at the bar, and I, some man started kind of talking to me, and he was being a little creepazoid, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go. And he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to go dance. And I didn't tell him where I was going. And so I left El Parada, and I'm walking down, and I was going to, it's on Utah. It was called Mighty. And I was going to dance, dance, dance at Mighty, and I was very excited about it. And I turn around, and this guy is following me, and I'm like, this is not okay. So I get to Mighty and the door guys know me and they're like, oh yeah, come in. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay and I don't want to stay. I'm just going to walk in and I'm going to walk out. And this guy's kind of like stalking me and following me. Like try to obtain him for as much time as you can and like see if I can sort of get away. 
So I go in and I go out and I'm like walking down the street and he did the same thing and he's following me still and I turn, I'm turning around and I'm like, this is fucking freaky. This guy's like following me and it's this part of town where it's really dark and scary. It's like underneath the, the, uh, the freeway and everything. And so I know where the bus stop is, but I'm already way past that. It's not a bus stop at all. And the 22 bus comes by and pulls over. He opens his doors and he says, you look like you need a ride. And I like got on the bus and I'm like super shaky. And this guy was like right behind us. He closed the doors and he drove off and I sat down and he's like, where do you need to go? And I'm like, I don't have, he's like, you don't have to pay me. Everything's fine. Where can I drop you off? And I said, well, 16th and Mission would be great because I can take the BART home and I think I'll be okay. And then like, I was sitting there and I like kind of freaked out and he's like, yeah, that guy was really following you, huh? And I was like, yeah, that guy's been following me for a long time now and it was really scary and I think you just saved me from being raped. So, mute anytime anybody gets down on Muni, I'm like, fuck you guys. Fuck you 100% because I didn't get fucked because Muni gave a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like he pulled over. So, don't dis, never disrespect Muni. They're saints and they're there to help you. And uh, the 22 Fillmore, you know, cool. Yeah. Okay. That was my quick story. Yay. I think I did that in three minutes. Muni, Muni, Muni. I love them. They're great. I love them so much. You guys are also great for staying here late night. I really appreciate that. This has been Joke Workshop. I'm so glad that everybody got comments tonight. Um, there's an open mic here now on Tuesdays from four to six. And you should come if you don't have work or something. He really wants it to be a thing. And I'm like, I don't know, Tuesday 4 to 6 was kind of a hard sell. <laughs> like, I mean, right? Like, I could do it, but I would rather be at the bar at that time. All right. <laughs> Thanks for being here. This has been Joe Workshop. Yay! Yay!
Give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and your desire is wrong, give a little whistle. your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days 
all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie.
movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch. What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. 